0: This episode of The Clear Out was recorded on the 5th of September 2023 at home in Wicklow. And today's episode focuses, eventually, on the idea of credibility and what bestows credibility. Where does credibility come from? And this is in light of a um in light of our in response to a conversation that I had recently where someone expressed a less than uh a less than favorable view of the podcast and what I do here so I thought it was an interesting topic to explore um there's a, a photo of puffins in um in 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 hashtag blessed here uh, on the on the calendar and i was looking at those puffins and going, nobody doubts their credibility. And when I see a caterpillar, or a moth, or a beetle, or a woodlouse, or an earwig, I don't doubt their credibility. They're just doing what they're doing, and I think that's ultimately the the point I come to in in the episode. Um, I express my own philosophy of of doing of doing things and the repeated doing of things um, yeah so anyway here's to the Puffins who don't get a shout out in the, the episode proper but I'm shouting them out now hey Puffins good for you keep keep doing what you're doing okay so that's what's coming up credibility and related matter I will see you around the corner cheers Ooh, not gonna change my mind Hi, my name is Dara Clear and you're listening to The Clear Out. You're very welcome. I hope this moment finds you, yes, well. (laughs) I'm predictable. I am predictable. Why wouldn't I want you to be well? It wouldn't be very charitable to say, welcome to The Clear Out. I hope this finds you in distress because you can learn from distress I hope life is teaching you lessons. I hope hardship is edifying your soul. I mean, come on now. My assumption is, my assumption always is, we're all dealing with something. That's my default assumption, that nobody is cruising, coasting, blissfully, serenely, Across life's pond. My assumption is everyone has something going on. Everybody's carrying something. Everyone is in some way off kilter, out of whack, not quite fully in themselves. Now, that may seem to be an unduly negative lens through which to view. My fellow travellers, your fellow travellers, our fellow travellers. And I'm going to challenge that. I don't think it is negative. Uh, And when I say everyone's got some stuff going on, it doesn't mean you can't be in a very happy moment. It doesn't mean you can't be enjoying something very personally gratifying or satisfying in your life. You might be in a really good spell or period in your life. And good for you is all I can say. More power to you. And I know this might sound weird, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> I mean feed that positivity, no? Feed it. Embrace it. Appreciate it. And go, Yeah, good. I'm glad you're doing well. Um I mean resenting other people's success I don't think that's the way forward um I I I think over my life so far I haven't fallen into that trap um you know occasionally on a more personal level perhaps I might go wow (laughs) you have dodged so many bullets um and in, in dodging those bullets, maybe your insight is less. your your understanding of difficulty or or suffering is less. Um, and I don't I try I, I don't want to use a very prejudicial word like privilege. <laughs> I mean that word is just way too loaded, isn't it in today's in today's discourse in, to, in you know in these times we find ourselves in. Privilege. I mean, I know, uh, I take a lot of privilege boxes by being a white, straight male. um, I mean, I don't feel particularly privileged. I am aware of the good things in my life. I value the good things in my life. I know my situation could be an awful lot worse. And... I try to engage my gratitude um, fairly regularly, and that does not mean that I am not as capable as anybody else of feeling self-pity, of feeling life is unfair, of feeling, "Why me?" <laughs> but it doesn't do much good. Yeah, you know, my experience has shown that, no, you know, not, not, not very many people give a shit. so you may may as well get on with it and um you know try and try and put your best foot forward i mean that's uh and that's for yourself that's for myself and i mean this is an this is this is kind of an area i want to talk about today and it does go into the area of self-worth and self-confidence and and self-belief um but I'm gonna I'm gonna come at it from um, a particular a particular perspective or look at it through a particular frame. Um, but yeah, but first, but first, a weather report, um, because I know I know how many of you are, are are curious to hear what we've been dealing with here in Ireland. If you're one of my overseas listeners. Um, We've just had two, three, four beautiful days. Um, I mean, truly, properly blue sky, sunny days. And they've sort of been shocking and overwhelming because there have been so few of them over the preceding two months. Um, July and August were really underwhelming from a weather point of view. Uh, and suddenly you go, oh, wow, this this is what the summer should have been. And it does feel year to year that that is a bit of a pattern when schools start back. Um, that suddenly the sun comes out and goes, yeah, have some of this. <laughs> Just when, you know, people are no longer really, in a, you know, no longer truly in a position to uh, to enjoy it and revel in it um, but yeah I've been out in it working um, you may recall last year I was taking down a chimney brick by brick um, I think I chose that episode to talk about Amour fou crazy love and um, female madness and sex and male obsession um, with female sexuality and I think I leaned towards the idea that the chimney I was deconstructing was a phallic symbol (laughs) so I was kind of deconstructing male sexuality or the male libido or male desire anyway I was back on that roof over the last few days um, in in baking sun Um, yeah those days they take it out of you they take it out of you I'm feeling I'm feeling a bit weary today. I mean honestly, I've been feeling a bit weary of late. And um I know I can tell. I'm very I'm very aware of it. Um the the dynamic on the podcast has been a little bit off, I would say, for some of my more recent episodes. And that's just been, it's been a bit of fatigue. It's been a bit of um, emotional fatigue. It's been a bit of a, a, my my brain's been just a bit mentally scrambled and overwhelmed. So I haven't had the same sort of mental energy um, as I've recorded. And that's mostly been a byproduct of busyness and a pretty full schedule and, you know, bumping around doing one thing or another and not enjoying terrifically, good headspace um, and it's, it's very difficult to to record this when when my uh, my, my resources are so low um, but I also accept it I also accept it. it's difficult and I mean I've spoken about this maybe not as directly but I have spoken about this over the, uh, the lifetime of the podcast and I'm very accepting of the the what the the range in i'm hesitating to use the word quality because i stand by i continue to stand by what this offering is which is fundamentally a longitudinal experiment a longitudinal study of of my examined life and I just bounce off, I bounce off the through line. The through line is I'm here existing Um, and I'm not making any claims ever for me personally being an object of exceptionalism or particular fascination. But I do live something quite publicly in this space, which is... I mean, just to put it into a chronological context, I suppose i'm I'm living out my my midlife period um, and sometimes that veers close to crisis point, <laughs> and often it doesn't often it doesn't um but I'm trying to be open and I'm trying to be honest and I'm trying to be authentic and I'm just trying to share. My own questions and my own areas of interest, um, and occasionally I feel there's an insight that is worth putting out there, um, and I, I get something out of it, and I know some other people get something out of it as well, and it all gets tethered to this idea of being. Authentic, or trying to live in an authentic way with flaws and vulnerability um, and honesty, I believe is a is a recipe for for very resilient well being. Um, and you have to strike a balance. Um, I mean, before I pressed record uh, today. I was, my, my brain was just following, my brain was just following certain feelings, it was following certain responses to things around me in the, in the physical space. I'm here at the, at the home studio in Hashtag Blessed and it's largely filled with um, musical instruments and pictures and photographs that my, my wife has put up because this is sort of, she uses it more as her home office um and I, I jump in here once a week to do the podcast. Um, so it, it's kind of her space, <laughs> a shared space, our space. But I was just you know looking around and la- allowing myself to be affected. Oh, sorry, I just knocked the the stand. Um, don't knock the stand; it's a great stand. Um, and just allowing myself to be my thoughts to go to feelings, and that, you know, I I was just struck in the moment by, oh, okay, so if you stay with feelings, that can be a very, depending on how you are at a given moment, like that can be a very overwhelming area to be in, the feelings area. I mean, I'm generally pretty comfortable with my um, my emotional landscape, for better or worse, um I have I have a good relationship with it. <laughs> yeah, you know, that you know, that that is not to say that I'm always all good. I I'm not. I'm often bad and I have to kind of mind myself. Um but I try to approach my low points with a certain amount of compassion, a certain amount of non judgement. Um but I suppose one thing I would be wary of in general um, in real life, uh, not just here on the mic as much as I try to be um, a product of real life here. um, The wallowing, the wallowing in feeling is, um, it's not very interesting. It's not very interesting and it's not very Um, I used the word edifying before it's not very edifying it doesn't it doesn't really do much Um, it becomes very self-indulgent and again I'm not trying to distance or detach or negate feelings but sometimes you've got to just hold your thought and go this is my intention now maybe that's quite a, a martial arts sentiment um, what's my intention keep my eye on the prize shut out the white noise stay focused you know the, the martial arts engagement um, in terms of a fight is a very strange combination of being hyper alert hyper vigilant and hyper relaxed and hyper fluid and hyper open lots of hypers um, it's a very heightened state that has to embrace contradictions um, and the negotiation of challenging emotions, challenging feelings is part of that. So can I keep my focus? Can I, can I view this conflict dispassionately? Can I focus on my own skill set? Can I trust that I'll be able to respond um, in an optimum way? in in very difficult circumstances um and if i come out on the other side of that the worse for wear if i come out somewhat battered <laughs> can my ego withstand it can my emotional state and my mental state withstand that and remain dispassionate and continue to to hold the space um that's you know that's part of the training and i think that that's very useful in in life as well um, because when conflict arises when unpleasant things are put in your face like in karate it's a fist <laughs> or a foot <laughs> and depending on the fist or the foot you know there's there's a there's a range of unpleasantness there but um you know it, it in life when something unpleasant is put in front of you, uh, that is a conflict you know how do you how do you deal with that? How do you walk away from that exchange, and what tools do you have to deal with that and retain your sense of of wholeness um, is how i 'm thinking about it right now um, so yeah, so look why don 't I just um Jump, jump in to jump into where I want to go today. Um, so, I was having a conversation very recently with somebody who knows me very well, and we were talking about the podcast. And it was very clear that this other person views what I do here. Uh, <laughs> And views me in the context of the podcast as um, unqualified, I think, is probably the most generous way I could express this person's opinion. Um, No, their opinion isn't unqualified. That's how they view me, that I'm unqualified to be here doing this. And that um, there's a lot of people online talking out of their... um, their rear ends that they're talking, shite, talking rubbish, and just spouting opinions. And to quote this person: anyone can talk. Um, and the implication was clearly that I was just another one of these people. <laughs> and the idea of, you know, having no qualification in, in the area that I, I you know purportedly have placed myself i.e. mental health uh well-being wellness um a certain level of advocacy for uh, maybe in you know maybe in particular but i I don't think especially but maybe in particular men's mental health um i mean I, i think i'm a pretty equal opportunities advocate um yeah, you know, my message is for everyone. Anyone who wants to listen is very welcome. But um yeah, it was um it was confronting and it was you know, it was a bit edgy and I'm not sure how unbiased the the opinion was. But I'm you know, I, I'm not afraid to be criticized and I'm very happy to walk away from something that was difficult to hear um, and go, okay, is there any, you know, does that hold weight? Uh, Does it speak to any of my own insecurities or or fears or neuroses about what I do here, about the, you know, the, the, the egotistic swing that allows someone You know, to put themselves in a public space and go listen to me, I have something to say, I have something of value to share. I'm very aware of that. I've always been aware of that. And when I started the blog ten years ago, I was aware of that. But I was very committed to the idea of well, if you're gonna put something out there in the public domain, in these, you know, these formats, you know, the blog originally and now the podcast, just Try and keep it real. Um, I mean probably that's the, the overriding driver, like keep it real, be real, be authentic. And hope, you know my hope, <laughs> my ongoing uh, weekly hope is that I can pull together my thoughts and feelings um, and ideas in a coherent way and put them across in a way that makes them uh, interesting, um, listenable. Uh, digestible and a good sort of stepping off point for uh your own thoughts you know the listener for you to go oh yeah, okay yeah or i've i've thought that too or oh that's interesting i hadn't i hadn't thought of it that way or oh no i think he's completely wrong um i mean it's all good and nobody's forcing anybody to listen i mean i wish i could (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could force you all to listen and drive my numbers up and that would create more opportunities but um i mean the basic you know the, the the basic conclusion from this um yeah it was it was it wasn't pleasant it wasn't easy to listen to but the basic conclusion was that this you know in in the eyes of this other person um the the conclusion was that i i lack credibility um, and I was I, I'm I'm interested. Credibility has been on my mind. Um, I know a month ago, maybe six weeks ago, I I did have an idea knocking around my head that I I, I knew I wanted to talk about the idea of credibility, and I can't I can't I can't remember. What the uh, the you know the, the the stimulus or the you know the impetus for that was I don't know where that came from I can't remember where that idea came from and why I felt oh yeah that's that's an interesting thing to look at, um because I I do feel that you know what I'm doing here what anyone um you know anyone who's you know a homegrown sort of content creator someone who's putting stuff out. Um, in this kind of democratic landscape that is the internet there's you know there's 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 always there's always a quality control issue there's always um there's always a susceptibility to being accused of simply being you know someone with an opinion um and someone who's indulging their ego indulging their their personality. And jumping on bandwagons and not, not really coming from a place of, um, I don't know, a place of being informed, not really coming from a place with um, an authentic, and that sounds like a very judgy word, but like an authentic agenda uh, with a sort of a more um, a pure intent, as opposed to I just want to get hits. I just want to, you know, make some noise and get attention. Um, I just want to play this role, um, and that's—it's a very hard thing to quantify because it's very subjective. And you know, as I was, I was, uh, you know, listening to myself use the language I just used. I, I, I had a sense of. How sometimes people view acting, like oh, isn't it great to be, you know, up on up on stage or out in front of people, and everyone's looking at you, and this very sort of facile, superficial interpretation that is, you know, put in a sort of a very egotistic lens of oh, look, everybody, look at me. I mean, I was joking last week about having my my captive audience in the, the life modeling. Um, scenario i found myself in when i was in acting school uh, i mean i find all that stuff that stuff still makes me laugh like that, it's, it's 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 such a cliche the you know the actor's ego the the narcissist the egomaniac um the unaware um you know self-indulgent vanity of of the actor you know it's a cliche but you know here's the cliche about cliches <laughs> the cliche about cliches is that all cliches do have a bit of truth in them and I always find that stuff funny you know the whole there are no small parts only small actors I think it's hilarious that stuff I, I, I laugh at you know, myself I laugh at other actors but I'm always anytime I've had the opportunity to act Um, I always value the internal experience like what's what's going on internally what in what way can I serve the story? In what way can I serve this character? In what way can I serve the scene? And I think that's a different perspective. You're putting yourself beneath or behind um, the story, the experience, and hoping something you do is of value to the other people on stage with you, or you know, if it's a you know on, on set in a scene, and that the audience subsequently get something from that product and from that synergy or from that chemistry and what I was doing with the blog was in that territory as well it was okay I'm going to be I'm going to expose myself and be vulnerable and put something out there that I've spent some time formulating or thinking about or trying to articulate and I may you know i'll go i'll go on a journey with this experience and put it out there to share um and it's the you know again the cliche it's it's the journey that's of value to me and if there's a product at the end of it that i can go oh that's actually not a bad product that's also of value to me in terms of just an artistic process or having an artistic end product that goes, that I can go, oh, okay, I did that and that's well put together and well expressed. And then I move on and I don't go back to sort of revisit the hits. Um, it's not like there's so many hits to revisit. <laughs> and, the, you know, the podcast has continued in that vein. And, you know, last week I started, to, you know, for the first time maybe I, I, I described the, the podcast as an organic experience and you heard me use the word experiment earlier in this episode, so they may say I don't know if they come across as you know you know words that are maybe like disclaimers or overly self-deprecating or defensive. Um, that's not my intention. I'm just being honest that when I sit down here any week. Anytime I sit down here at the mic, I often have no idea where I'm going to go. I just sit and I know, okay, this is what I want to talk about today. And I try to step into a mode or into a zone where I can be attuned to my own thoughts and try to present them in a cohesive way and link them into the larger belief set that informs what i do here um and that i repeat is about trying to be authentic trying to be real trying to be open trying to be vulnerable and trying to to live out a healthy self-examination not um not an overly narcissistic self-indulgent wallowing in in self-fascination or self-absorption under the assumption that isn't this amazing for everyone? Um, because I, I reject that with every fiber of my being. <laughs> I am like, I don't want to be around that. Why would you want to be around that? Um, but yeah, in any case, I come back then to this idea of, of credibility. And where does credibility come from? who bestows or confers credibility on someone or something um and do you know does it have to be does it have to be bestowed by others does does credibility come from outside or does it come from inside um And, uh, you know, when I had that conversation um, about the podcast and this other person's, you know, point of view about the podcast, I, I didn't come back hard with, oh, well, you know, look at this and look at this. But I am a believer in the doing of things and the repeated doing of things to build muscle to build experience to build integrity to develop learning and this episode happens to be episode 120 of the clear out podcast and i'm not going to lie to you i'm proud of that now it's not a pride that becomes a monstrous act of ego but I can go, do you know what? That's a pretty good achievement. And I've done it every week and I've been consistent and I value, I value consistency. <laughs> I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this in in the, in the context of, you know, last week, I don't think I expressed particularly well um, my view of, you know, festivals. And I was talking about Burning Man in particular, Um but there was a point there that I failed to make, which is, you know, I recognize the appeal of festivals to, to, to many people. They're looking for that, that exceptional experience. They're looking for that, um, that highlight to their year. Um, they're looking to go and just be. I don't know, you know, I, I don't want to put it into the cliche of let's go, mild, let's go wild, let's let our hair down, let's go crazy for a weekend. Obviously that's a part of it for a lot of people and it may involve drug, drug taking, it may involve sex, it may involve whatever, you know, this kind of you know, libertarian fever, a licentiousness, a, you know, an indulgence. Um, and I've never really had that in me. Um, I'm not seeking the big apex experience um i'm very i'm personally very attached to very tethered to the idea of you know steady repetitive practices <laughs> and the discipline that goes with that and for me i i derive a lot of security from those practices and I recognize that there's a conservatism to that I recognize that there's a conservatism to to ritual to routine to holding steady um and it's why I was I was never a sprinter I was a middle distance runner you know um and the same with swimming I'm not looking to be explosive I'm looking to hold steady And I think, I think there's a value in that. And I like the calmness that can be a part of that. Um, And there are times when, you know, but there are times, there are times when I can challenge that in myself and go, well, hold on a second. It's like when I was in my whatever, when I started taking a drink, when I started having an alcoholic drink for the first time in my mid 20s, I'd kind of come to the realization that you know you, you could probably use a drink every now and again you're holding on a bit too tight there steady boy <laughs> and you know I was a mess I was a mess in my early 20s absolutely I was all over the place and raw and vulnerable as hell and really clueless as to the depth of my own pain and trauma and hurt um, and how that had shaped me and what it had led me to present to the world, um, which was a very, I think, you know, in the most embarrassing terms, could only be expressed as me kind of going, hey, look at me. I'm such a lovable guy. Love me, world. And I think a lot of actors can <laughs> relate to that. But um I know that was how I wanted to meet the world. And, you know, it takes it takes experience and it takes growing up and you know becoming a bit more mature um and in my case it took therapy and help to kind of go okay hold on hold on a second what what way is this you're walking in the world what is this shape you're presenting and what's you know what's what's the real deal um and i think you know, in my own case, the you know, a key, you know, there have been different key moments. So one key moment, you know, definitely meeting my wife was a huge moment in terms of what she brought to me and the confidence she gave me to be more vulnerable, the confidence she gave me to seek help. Um, and, you know, I was ready to do that. Um, and then, you know, maybe... Ah uh, I mean, maybe getting my black belt in karate, maybe you know staying with karate for as long as I have you know rolling through some other black belt gradings yeah, I, I mean I, I actually don't put a lot on that um I just felt like you know okay, I'm just tipping away and trying to be truthful in my application, and if I'm doing that the right way, the sort of the acknowledgement will come in terms of gaining. You know another you know level or another grade um but more meaningful to me would have been when i started the the blog out of which this has grown and when i wrote for the first time on the blog not long after i'd started maybe a month after i'd started and i wrote a piece about my experience of depression and i wrote in a very open honest way about it and you know, that was, a, that was a big moment because of the strength of the response to how I expressed myself and how I, how I, how I wrote about that. And I felt, okay, that's... And, it, you know, it wasn't, oh, isn't this lovely, all this amazing... You know, I wasn't focusing on the, 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 the response as such, but to go... It was more objectively that I recognised, oh, this has an effect... It has an effect when you when you put something honest out there into the world or out there into the space. It reaches people. It touches people, um, and it's of of you know, it's of huge value to me as well. Just to and that, you know, that was that was a big part of why I started writing on the blog. It was just to kind of can I get this you know scramble um, out of my head, out of out of the inside to the outside. Can I express and communicate what I'm trying to negotiate? Um, And that has continued to be my kind of modus operandi. um, Because it serves me and I believe and continue to believe it has an impact on, on, you know, a positive impact on others. And that idea of having a positive impact was a big driver for starting the podcast coming out of the pandemic, thinking a lot of people are in bad shape. A lot of people are in bad shape and are struggling with anxiety and a loss of identity, a loss of connection, um, a sense of overwhelm, um, a sense of despair, and that felt like it wasn't a bad moment just to, to move from writing to speaking, um, which some people find this more accessible. And... That was part of the, yeah, part of the motivation for this as well. So, I mean, that would bring me back then to the idea of what's the starting point? What's the intention? What, you know, what am I trying to achieve? um, And I'm happy. I'm happy that I've done that. And for me, I think I haven't made any false claims about what i do here i haven't positioned myself at any point um i haven't positioned myself as an expert i don't consider myself an expert in any area of my life um probably probably because i haven't specialized in anything in my life or enjoyed a high level of success in any one particular area of my life um I used to think I was good at relationships. <laughs> my, my my wife might argue otherwise. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the you know the question I asked before was you know the idea of credibility. You know what bestows credibility on anything. And I can look at say my martial arts life and go well okay I trained consistently for a lot of years and I presented myself for examination again and again and again and I was successful and I got my black belt whenever it was 20 years ago and I've kept training and you you roll through more black belt gradings and that is um, a validation it's an acknowledgement and you get the piece of paper to say there you go you're qualified you're certified um and i think my experience has been there's a lot of people who are qualified and certified with their pieces of paper who are shit at what they do and that. Whatever it is, if you want to call that a contradiction, um, or that flaw in the system, <laughs> I feel like I've been very tuned into that from a very young age, and it's been a sort of a tuning into um, phoniness. It's been a tuning into uh, disappointment that the you know the failings of others. Um, I suppose it's where my idealism has always been located, that I have this expectation that person X should be like this, and they're not. And this type of job should look like this, and it doesn't. This type of environment should be like that, and it isn't. And I, like, I, I, I do not consider myself a contrarian. Um, I'm very wary of contrarians Um, I find it's a you know it's a bit of a pose and it's a bit of a way to make themselves exceptional Um, I'm not afraid to challenge things I'm not afraid to ask questions but I do definitely have this streak in me where I go look that's fine that's your title that's your role Um, you know that's what the piece of paper says but I'll make my opinion based on my experience and my experience then will give will bestow the credibility, and that I think is like you know I think fundamentally that's where I that's where I land on the whole idea of credibility. So you know, in my case, in 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 defence of the podcast to this. You know, this other person who is offering their critique. Um my defense would be, well, I'm I'm doing it. You know, listen regularly and see for yourself what I'm doing. Um and it might not be your cup of tea, it might not be your bag, it might not be how you like this presented. Um but I'm being true to what I sort of set out to do and have remained steady. Um, And I have a tiny listenership, I think. I think it's fair to say that, objectively speaking. I don't have a huge audience. And therefore, I'm not getting widespread public acclaim, but I get little bits of just quiet acclaim from different corners. Uh, Some very, very meaningful and I have to I have to approve of myself. <laughs> that's and that yeah, you know, that's that's always a challenge to kind of have that balance where I'm not being delusional or narcissistic or egomaniacal and just go, No, I I know this is a good product. I know what I'm doing has value. And because it's all me, I, I suppose the, the the implication is I know I have value. And that's you know that veers um, cringingly, you know, cringingly close to, you know, adolescent angst or insecurity. I know I have value. I know I'm worth something. When that's coming out of the mouth of a 49 year old man, um, you might go, "I oh, hear." Come on now. <laughs> I, yeah, I hear it too. I hear it too. I'm not unaware but again i'm just putting it, i'm putting it into the context of this of this conversation of this discussion um and just you know following i'm following the thought so um you know that's you know i i am a great believer in that as well this idea of can you follow the thought like where does it lead um what's this really you know, what's this really about? What's this really, you know, where's this really coming from? Um, and to go back to the start of this and where this conversation started and this other person expressing their opinion, of course it's a challenge to me as a person. Of course it's a challenge personally. Um, and as I say, you know, that, you know, that that was a conflict. And can I walk away from that, absorb or look at, or, you know, step aside from the criticism so I can view it in a non-emotional way and go, do those criticisms have merit? Am I a fraud? Am I a phony? Now, those words were not used, but again, I'm talking about implications. Sometimes it's what's not said that speaks loudest. <laughs> so that's, um, yeah, like, the, you know, the whole thing was a sort of a, a repudiation of what's been over you know two years of consistent effort and application on my part and i had to kind of walk away and digest and reflect um and this is me kind of going you know what i i give myself credibility and see in the larger picture never mind bloom and podcasts never mind one man on a mic offering his point of view Um, but to come away you know bigger picture and go can you can you back yourself can you hold your own space can you retain your sense of value in the face of of criticism in the face of of doubt in the face of Um, other people's absence of faith in you that's you know that's challenging and I believe ultimately you've got to come back to yourself and do your work on yourself and be unafraid of that criticism be unafraid of that absence of faith and really ask yourself, well, do I have faith in this? Do I have faith in myself? Um, am I, am I, um, am I, what's the, I'm, I'm struggling with the word leveraging, levying, what the criticisms at myself? that's not the right word but you know what I mean am I putting those criticisms on myself do they do they hurt because they speak to my own doubts Uh, and again I'm saying let's let's take this away from the podcast world and what I'm doing and my my personal journey but in, in general in you know in your own life if you're going hold on this is this is not the response I was hoping for can I withstand this and hold the space can I withstand this and hold myself and go, no, I know what I'm doing. I have faith in what I'm doing. I trust my own decision-making. Um, and if you can do, if you can say yes to those things, well, you're kind of flying, aren't you? You're kind of in, in very good shape. And it's a testament to your, your resilience. You know, Even though the, the criticism or even though the conflict might have been hurtful, it might have been destructive in, in ways. Um, and it might be uh, a light switched off in your universe. Um, I mean, that's, 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 that's an emotion you have to live with. The sadness, the disappointment, the rejection, whatever that might be. But we have to be careful, I think. We have to be careful of being invalidated by others and again this comes back to you know a, a theme um, i've often raised in, in in different contexts but the idea of who do we allow to have power over us Um i mean this ties in with last week talking about shame you know who are we allowing to put shame on us who are we allowing to Uh, plant that seed in us who do we give that power to and again if you talk about you know the the, the, my phrasing has been who bestows who confers credibility um if that doesn't put you in mind of um, uh, panels bodies institutions who give out qualifications give out degrees certificates whatever it might be licenses um you know i don't know what what else you would think of but there is the idea of the greater power the the higher authority um and so sometimes that can be very black and white you have applied yourself on a certain course these are the the expectations in terms of what you have to show proficiency with um this is the skill set you have to demonstrate this is the body of knowledge you have to be familiar with this is the examination the assessment the thesis whatever it might be and yeah we're satisfied you've done that here you go boom now go out there and you know apply your craft um and that can be a very black and white Situation like in a training environment, um, in in education, obviously, um, in a career advancement context, perhaps. Um, but I think when it comes to our interpersonal relationships, we have to be very careful who we allow to hold that power over us. Um, and maybe that's something to be very concerned about if. And again, I, you know, I don't consider myself particularly old, <laughs> but I'm not a kid anymore. And I don't know. I mean, like, you know, ask yourself, you know, is, you know, do you, do you allow someone have that power over you? Have you, have you entrusted um, your your journey and, and self of, sense of self to that extent to somebody else so their view of you can can have that amount of power um you know there's very few people in my life that i would extend that to personally um because i don't uh i suppose i don't trust <laughs> i don't trust people enough <laughs> to to you know to give them that sort of you know that sort of leeway that courtesy um and again that you know, that comes back to the the idea of of nakedness from a couple of episodes ago like you know to be truly naked in front of somebody um in the emotional sense um that's, that's a, it's a great it's a great honor to extend to somebody i believe um yeah um okay so i'm trying to think now if there's anything else i want to have on that i was listening to i was listening to um Willem Dafoe, the actor, he was on the, uh, the Smartless podcast. Um, he is an interesting guy and a very distinctive, unique individual. I think he's a great actor. I find him eminently watchable in anything that he does. I mean, physically, he's always been a very striking looking uh, man. Um, very unique looking. Um, I spoke about him relatively recently because I was talking about To Live and Die in L.A., one of his earlier roles on screen. I mean, he's had a long career in theatre as well. But just listening to him being interviewed on that podcast, um, yeah, just a guy who, you know, a true artist, I think. um, And there's no pretentiousness attached to that. Just somebody who is in his art, in his craft, in his vocation. The way he speaks about acting and performance the the kind of humility I think of great of a great artist you know art the art is greater than the artist I mean and and does it, it doesn't get any simpler than that you know I I should get Alan Clark back on to hear his thoughts on that idea but I think you're you're a servant of your own skill set you're a servant of the the larger ideal Um it's a very platonic idea I suppose you know the perfect art but i mean that applies to martial arts as well um you know karate in my case you're serving the larger art form like there's a perfect punch there's a perfect kick <laughs> that I'm not capable of particularly now when my you know my hips are dodgy and my mobility is is quite diminished um but you're 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 serving the intention to to get to that place and if that intention is pure there will be something of merit in the act in the execution in the delivery um i listening to william defoe talk about acting i feel i'm not you know he wasn't a million miles away from that sort of thinking and that thinking definitely lends itself to the podcast what i'm doing here it's 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 intention. Um you know, it it is intention. It is the idea of trying for something, it is the idea of stepping into stepping into a history and stepping into a legacy. Um historically. And now that might sound grandiose, but I, I believe that. It's not hey, look at me and my amazing thing and like that I started, you know. I mean, that's absurd because people have been thinking and talking and processing and sharing and communicating for as long as we've been around. So I am utterly, utterly ordinary and everyday and not unique and not exceptional in what I'm doing here. Um, And I'm not saying that that's I'm not being disingenuous when I say that, Um, that, you know, I'm just another person stepping into that slipstream of curiosity and of examination and of a certain day by day existential exploration. Um, And I do it because I'm interested in it and I do it because I think it's of value not just to me but to others um, and that's the gig so it's, um, it's not always sexy <laughs> it's not always sexy it's not always breezy it's not always essential clickbait um, and it's a, little, it's a little bit long form it's a little bit slow media um and i make no apologies for that um i want it to be that i'm happy that it is that and yeah i think i think i will i think i will leave it there you don't have to uh you don't have to come at me with um dara it is a credible thing you're doing you are credible i've just bestowed credibility on myself i am my own institution and i confer degrees on a regular basis how about that (laughs) okay on that note of defiance i will love you and leave you and thank you so much for listening if you spent this hour with me i really do appreciate it genuinely um it's 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 lovely when anyone ever gets in touch and goes yeah i really enjoyed that episode um thank you very much um if you're a regular listener brilliant if it was your first time i hope you coped <laughs> and as always you can throw me love on social media um the links will be there wherever if you listen but i'm in all the usual places instagram and facebook particularly um YouTube, uh, Twitter, now X, uh, less on less I, I, I don't spend very much time there. Um, and you can email me if you're so motivated at the uh, theclearoutlive at gmail.com. If you want to throw your financial heft behind this independent podcast, you can do so using the Patreon link. That's patreon.com forward slash theclearout. And... Jesus that would be amazing if you felt yeah this is worth one euro a month <laughs> or two or three or five or twenty or whatever you want to give It'd be very welcome and it, it's not meaningless at all it means a lot to me I can tell you um, and then I can turn around to the disbelievers and go you know some people actually pay me to do this if you can believe that um, here here's a screenshot okay be well be safe mind yourself um yeah and don't don't wait for someone else to tell you you're credible um do it for yourself yeah you forge your own path and forge your own world um and yeah you'll be you'll be you'll be okay okay i will talk to you next week thanks again for listening mind yourselves bye